We I want you to I want to we're gonna take this journey with the listener because I'm Holiday Kirk with the New Mel Agenda with my co-host Cran. We're talking to the esteemed, illustrious, legendary, legend in his own time, Kid Bookie. And I would just like to set the scene for those of you without the visual. Kid Bookie is on the move. <laughs> he is he is mid-commute or he's on his way to get get some food. Where are you? It's it's also night. He's in you're in London. Yeah, I'll give you the backdrop. So it was my ex-girlfriend's fucking birthday. And she so hates me, man. But I made such an effort today. I, I spent so much money. I'm so poor now. I spent so much money just to get to love. But she doesn't. But that's all a part of life. And we have to keep trying. So I'm just happy I did that. So that's why I was rushing back. Because I was like, fuck. And in my head, I was like, oh, my God. The time zone is fucking crazy. So I'm like, oh, babe, I love you so much. But I've got to go. <laughs> Wait, you said to your ex that you love her so much? Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's, it's like a recent fresh wound. So it's like I broke uh, up with her recently to the point where it's like, it, well, you're keeping it open. You can't say that. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, my attachment issues are coming out really bad. But anyway, you, think you made a mistake. No, no, no he's uh, fine. No, nah, you know what? She's a motherfucking she's a she's a goat, man. She's good. It's just, that, um, you know, you just got, you know, what? it's her birthday. And I think I fucked up like for four years of her birthday. So I thought, you know what? Let me give the fifth year like a massive, like a fucking crescendo. You know what I'm saying? And then you did, and you've made it now. Yeah, I, and are yeah, I you, gave a fucking crescendo. Are you on your way up to your flat? Yeah, I'm going to my house. My dog's going to be going crazy, but I'm going to take her for a walk. And I'm going to enjoy the nature as we have this, like, nice little, you know, this little synergy between our trifecta here. I fucking love it. And by you the should... way, you you guys are fucking legends. Like, before you even introduce me as fucking legend, fuck that shit. You guys are fucking legends. Do you understand? Like, I know, I love this shit. Like, I'm scrolling down pages after page just to soak in my moments of new metal. You don't fucking understand. I love it. Hey, I really appreciate that. But Cran has not, Cran is not nice. a legend. Cran has not a, a reverse legend. <laughs> I, 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 since I, since I'm, I am now, I'm entering my diva era. I feel like I got to draw these lines when people are like, oh, you guys, your guys' account. I'm like, I'm like, whose account? Whose account? <laughs> I'm, I just, I want to be an ass, you know? I want to live out that time. Anyway, Kid Bookie, uh, I want you to introduce yourself for the people that may not know who you are and your bona fides. I guess if you, uh, my name is Kid Bookie. You guess what? Well, that's the alias I go by. My parents squeezed me out of my mama's vag vaginal canal as Tyrone Hill, but. Um, I guess, you know, to the industry and the people that are, are enjoy who the fuck I am and exist in this moment as Kid Bookie, that's who I am. I'm a musician from fucking London. Some people just think I'm a rapper. I fucking hate that moniker because I love going, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, that's fucking good. But because I guess I go, everyone's like, yeah, man, he's a rapper. So I'm like, all right, fuck it, I get it. But, you know, so I enjoy... Uh, I enjoy having to all consistently break the mold. I enjoy being reveling in this space right now where I get to be, um, you know, just the embryo consistently growing and uh, consuming foods and data from whoever I'm launching off. You know, it's a good time to be alive. And, uh, you know, I guess that's like a part of who I am, a small percentage. The other half is just like a fucking love this shit. And I'm enjoy wanting to change this game from as much as I can. You're so fucking like, oh, hello, hello, hello. But I'm not really like, oh, hello, hello, hello. I'm more like, yeah, let's fucking go. You know what I'm saying? He literally is like, let's fucking go, ladies and gentlemen. He's, he still has not stopped actually moving on this whole <laughs> no. thing. He's, he's, he's on the move. I'm, so I'm playing catch up, though, with your career. Uh, have you always had a new metal influence or did the new metal influence get to you later on? Oh, dude, I grew up on this shit. I started uh, in a band first when I was like 11 years old called like New Connections. And it was just like, it was like, the most emo, uh, sugar cult, good Charlotte ripoff you could ever get. But that's all I knew at the time. And um, and then uh, I went to school. And schools where you kind of get the character beaten the fuck out of you. So you just adopt, adopt and conform to this, like, regulated version of who you got to be. So I was like, no, man, i got to be like, yo, yo, hey, hey, hey. And then after I cut those fucking, that, after, I, uh, you know, I got that symbiote out of me, that fucking venom, I was like, no, fuck this shit, i got to be... You know, I got to dig deep into who the fuck I am and, and 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 really enjoy that. Use that as the muse to consistently go. And I think that's when I started to really enjoy just existing on this planet again, being like, you know, I fuck yeah, I enjoy this music. I'm going to get better here. I'm going to study. Because, you know, I get doing what I do. Some people can be like, oh, my God, rock. And some rapping and just that and others. Oh, my God, so corny. So I understand that fine line. 
And I just like, you know, you know, so yeah, it's always been in me, man. That shit was in me before I even started to understand rapping. You know, I've been, I've had a pride struggle. I, I, okay. So you don't like just the rapper moniker. Uh, I think that some of it, your music has been called before has been like trap metal, like what that genre sort of orbits in. And I've had, a, yeah. I've had problems connecting with trap metal for a long time, just because I feel like the parts don't quite cohere, but with, with, at least with your EP mass hysteria, I do feel like the two are, are come together in a really particularly great, really and a really he's gone he's in total darkness now <laughs> i'm coming out i'm coming back in. yeah i'm in the light it's just that the moon is quite dark here it is actually it's midnight in london right yeah it's like literally like uh but it's because i'm going through like dark. yeah i must my face might be back in the view now we got you um i think that this is a, a one of the most seamless fusions of the two I, two genres i've ever heard and i think that it's because your approach to metal comes from a new metal perspective which is always yeah. meant to merge with other genres. So you're not yeah, taking sure. it from like a metalcore idea. You're not like trap metal chords since it has the new metal influence. The two just kind of whoop cohere. Uh, you first collaborated with Corey Taylor in 2019. You've said you've had the new metal influence going for a while now. So does it kind of feel like you've just arrived now? Like this is the moment? It's crazy because it's like, I, you never know. I guess when you're living it, and I think unless you're like, you're like oh my God, I'm a rock star then yeah, you'll kind of say, yeah, I'm here now. But when you're like kind of living it and you you see what's happening, you know, you realize that, you know, things are changing and, you know, you're getting bigger, you're doing your songs with this band and you've whatever, and whether they were like legacy bands or the current bands, blah, blah. But you just, I guess you still feel like, you know, the, I'm, I'm walking home from the fucking train station. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, but I don't want, you know, that's why, why should, oh, okay, oh, yeah, I can't, I remember the days I was doing that. No, I'm going to do that forever. And that's just, guess what's, you know, I get, I don't know, man. It's like, yeah, I do want to feel like sometimes I'm here, I'm ready. And I do, I do have that, you know, in me because all I do is make music, I create. Um, I will be going through darkness again, spot, but let's just, I'll be coming back out into light. But, um, you know, it's, yeah, I'm here and I get what's happening. I see, you know, I, I, I didn't, you know, I started getting nominated for fucking awards and shit, like mobile awards. It's like some prestigious fucking award ceremony over here. I fucking got nominated for that shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I, I, I can realize, I see what's happening, but I guess it's because I feel like I've got so much to prove still. It's like, it doesn't have, rub off into me. And so I feel like I'm, yeah, I've, I've proved what I'm supposed to prove, not what right. other people, I guess, put on me and say, that, yo, this is what you've done. This is great. I'm like, yeah, that's great. But I, I feel like I need to do this before you can accept me or some shit. Right. You just have that tunnel vision of just being like, being like, yeah, cool, 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 cool. That's great. We got to, keep moving though yeah because you get too complacent thinking like oh look i did this thing this thing i've got this festival now i've got that i work with this person it's easy for me to do this i'm on rolling stone i'm on the enemy and kerrang and yeah i'm now i'm here i'm certified and no that whatever you do next year might mean that you don't have none of that so i guess you know i don't never settled it's more like you you're not you're not a part you're not a person that people are going to give a fuck about yet like that you know and this game is like that it's very me 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 centric and i'm like oh my god you gotta care about me where i'm not I don't give a fuck if you really care about me. I, I wanted you to care about me, but I'm not out here like centrically focused. I'm like, oh my God, this is the whole ethos to my, my doing. Care about me. You know, so I feel like I have a lot to prove to people because, you know, that's all I have. So, you know, yeah, I, I don't know if that's humility or just self. I've got so much to fucking prove, you know? So, yeah. How did your connection with Corey? How did your connection uh, with Corey Taylor come about? Um, crazy. I went to Corey and Twitter in like 2019. I thought like me and you should work with each other before we both die. And he just messaged me back like, "Yeah, we should. Yeah, talk, let's talk." And I was like, "All right, full fuck off and talk." And then, but I, and he saw some clip that the needle drop had reposted from a song called "Shake Up," and um. So we just started talking and then that's like five years ago now, man, or like four, four and a half, five years ago. And I guess that was the massive catalyst for people to even give a fuck to what I do and it allowed me to be like, all right, cool. I've got this platform, millions of fucking people have come over. So like, fuck it, I might as well use it. And, you know, that was the beginnings, I guess. What are some of your like influences as a new metal fan? Oh, bro, I am the, you know, uh, chocolate starfish baby. I'm the fucking uh corn baby i'm the i'm the, the the slipknot baby i'm the fucking all of the babies of the what the top four of new metal are or whatever and i guess you know so 
but I never, I guess, like I said, the, when I'm coming back to going to school and you get that kind of beaten out of you, I didn't get to explore that as much as I wanted to explore that because it was more like, I'm not, not that I'm scared to explore it. I don't have the avenue. There's nobody around me that enjoys what I enjoy like that. And if you do enjoy it, you can't, you know what it's like. You're just getting that kind of ridiculed nature. Well, and, uh, I've always assumed, and I've had to assume, because as you may have noticed, I'm not from the United Kingdom. I always assumed that New Metal enjoyed a bit of a longer lifespan in the United Kingdom than it did in America. Because America got really burned out on it because it's, you know, it's from here. Whereas in the UK, a lot of New Metal bands were able to continue touring and playing in pretty bigger, big, big spaces. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but as someone that actually lives in the united kingdom was that your experience growing up um aiden so my dog yeah yeah but it's, it depends where you come from it depends if um it depends if you're like i you know i come from the skate culture so we grew up in like cky all that shit my friends anyway but then once you go to school you do kind of change your local demographic batch and i've kind i guess i just kind of fell in with the bullshit so you know, yeah, I loved what I still love, but I wasn't hanging around with the people that loved what I loved. So I was not, you know, I didn't get to express those tastes or those sentiments, but it was still fucking massive. It still was. So, so like when I was missing out on Beartooth and shit coming through because like I have like, I'm fucking, you know, I'm selling Coke to some fucking idiot down the road from me or some bullshit. Like, you know, it's just that I'd missed out on that shit because I'm doing some bullshit, but it was still so massive. And I once, when I've had to like, when I've really like kind of, like I said earlier, just strip back of everything and come back into this shit. It's like I had to relearn and catch up on what the fuck's been happening. Do you have a, do you have any um, United Kingdom specific hometown heroes, new metal bands that you like? Um, oh God, I know I can't say that because it's so taboo. No, not taboo. Uh -huh. like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, I knew yeah, it. Exactly. I was like, I know, we can, I know, we can just keep that one to ourselves. Yeah, I can't. I know. I can't. Any oh, band, God, any other band. Let's not get too dragged. Let's not get too dragged down in that. I got other stuff though. So, what about like you? Got, like one minute silence. I haven't got into all of their uh, shit. My my bro, my dude Chris loves them. He always bangs them in the car. So I can't tell you what fucking song it is. But I haven't divulged myself into one minute silence myself yeah i i think one minute silence uh in me earth tone in me in me yes in me is the biggest the biggest at home time. i'm doing a show with them in fucking uh september oh hell um, yeah fly out yeah so but faster the chase underdose uh overgrown eden album is one of the best fucking albums to ever grace these fucking shores man okay i need to go back to that one i need to revisit that one it didn't it didn't like bro firefly Missing you broke my heart. No, I die. I feel the same. I'm gonna Missing post you, that. I'll post that when we get off of here. I need to get yeah, that one. What about um? It's okay. insane. I'm gonna go deep. What about Kilkis? Uh, that was like what I was listening to when I was like 11. But, really? Um, but, yeah, I was like, I was like, but that was like because I was like Slipknot was the gateway, so I was just like, oh yeah, everything's coming now. And you have older friends that put you onto everything, so you're just like getting like your little singles and shit like that. Let me tell you some fun fact about the band Kilkus, K-I-L-K-U-S. Their drummer yeah. went on to be the drummer for uh, Florence and the Machine for like 10 years. No way! Facts. No way! Crazy ass moments in new metal history. I know. Dog, I know. fuck yeah! Dog, go back and listen to his work though on AOC, on Division None, on, um, Gra I think it's called Gravity, one of the last songs, Oxygen. He that he was fucking incredible. Like I've always said, like new metal is a genre of drummers. He took that band to places they never would have got otherwise because the drumming on that record is just so phenomenal. Like I I would have yeah I'd hired the guy too. I'd have dude I'd done anything to get that guy in my band. But yes, dude, a I have to give you props for in me. No one talks about in me here, and it's so sad for me. It's so sad for me. Like I'm like yo, they were like on MTV like daytime. I once well I, I weren't they were probably like a really big Kerrang band. Yeah. I, I I want to I, I like try to like gather up bands from every single country in the world and like know a couple <laughs> of them. like I can drop ones from like the Philippines and Japan, mainland China. And I'll get that reaction. I, I actually really like getting that reaction, just being like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, I am so unemployed. I just know all of this. No, stuff. no, no, dude, it has to be done. So I'm as, I'm as no, he is unemployed. Dude. I am Fuck fucking music unemployed. Shit. You got, I got laid off and I, I got laid off and I like cleared all of that knowledge out of my head and replaced it with a, a encyclopedic knowledge of new metal bands. But um, what about the band A? Fuck yeah. 
I didn't get into A. The too fluffy, huh? It's a little too pop punk. Yeah. A little, just a little. I remember them though. I just didn't really get into A. But good up, big up A because you was a gateway to so much shit too. I like A because their lead singer, when they came out with nothing, they got their big hit. The lead singer was like 31. And that means a lot to me as a 30-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> and probably yeah, means a yeah. lot to you. Hell yeah, man. Fuck yeah, I'm in it. I'm, I'm, I'm still here pushing as like a 30-fucking-year-old man, dude. Honestly, that stigma seems like it's it's fading away. Of like you need to yeah. you need to give up the music shit when you're in your 30s. It feels like it's about gone. Yeah, no, because Simon Cowell's not about anymore. I think X Factor and all that shit brought that in because One Direction was so young and everyone started oh, coming really? in. And everyone was so young. Yeah, no, legit. I feel like that that literally ruined the, the precedence of music for like 10 to 15 years. And then the internet got bigger than X Factor and Papaya and all that bullshit. So some dude who's like just sitting down shaking his cock against the camera can be as famous as fucking Ronaldo or some shit. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah, like... and and I think, but I think also new metal has a legacy of, of artists being in their 30s. When System of Down got signed, I think Surge was 34. Clown um, was 31 when fucking Slipknot's uh, first album come out. Clown was, yeah, Clown was. Uh, I know Wayne was in his like mid 30s. He was like 35 when Static X got signed. Uh, Lead singer of Mudvayne. Chad yeah, he was Gray. palling around in bands with Billy Corgan in the '80s in Chicago. That's right. Billy Corgan is a legend. Who? Billy Cor- Even though he, Billy Corgan is a legend, even though he uh is smashing pump, smashing pumpkins, Billy. He even though he makes a today, he's actually like a metal god. He he is he is he has a big influence on new metal too. I actually met him at a Static X show. So oh for real, I'm gonna let yeah. you do it. Tell the story. Go, <laughs> Go for it's, it. I, I, <clears throat> We wandered backstage. It was uh, Pantera, Slayer, Static X, Scrape, and Morbid Angel. It's a wow. big arena tour. Yeah, anyway, I didn't Pantera's know playing. I didn't I'm know not Scrape into Pantera. Was yeah. the, I didn't know Scrape was there. Jeez. They hadn't released an album yet. They were handing out a two-song demo cassette. Okay. Anyhow, we, we wander backstage, and we bump into Wayne Static, and we're just kind of shooting the shit. He was one of the nicest guys on the face of the planet. And goddamn Billy Corgan walks by. Billy Corgan's like six foot eight. So he walks by and I really? go, holy shit, you're Billy Corgan. Really? Yeah. He doesn't say a fucking word. He turns and he goes and just walks away. And that was the coolest reaction. That's where I'm trying oh, to be fuck at. Yeah. You're all in I, like the, the I, trip, I would trip shit. over something immediately. I would like walk right into a trash can and trip over it. I don't know. If yeah, I Billy Corgan's a fucking legend, man. The dopest um, moment I think I've had recently is Fred Durst bringing me out to Wembley Arena to 11,000 people to do break stuff. And I lost my mind. I was standing. I looked around. I saw West Borland with some futuristic shit. I'm, I put my arm around Fred Durst and he's done, Frank Chain. And I'm just like, this is not real. This is not real. You fuck you, God. How was, you how, was your, how was your neck and your lower back the next day? Oh, bro, it hurts every day because I have to do it the day after to some other fucking... To, to about a thousand people you know what's, but, and you know what's funny though about getting up there in in years is i had i had to, i did a, one of my parties i dj'd my one of my parties uh on saturday and i woke up the next day with that same pain lower back pain neck pain like, yeah get, just, oh god once you yeah. get into your once you get into your 30s though you, you think you start thinking to yourself you're like what if this is forever what if this is yeah. the one where my body doesn't heal it what if this is just yeah. life now yeah, I'm just like, yeah. Uh, oh, dude, I'm there, man. I'm like, bro, my shows are so cerebrally, cerebral and physical. It's like my body's scarred. I'm hurt. I don't know if like I'm dying, but I'm just going to keep going. But... New metal is an unbelievably physical stage presence. There's no like standing uh, still in new metal. No way. No way. Gotta have a thing. There's got to be a thing oh, that man. you do that people can identify. And uh, do you, would you say that your main influence though is Slipknot? My big one of my biggest influences is definitely Slipknot. I think I I think I think it's because I got they were like everyone's gateway to um kind of finding metal like you know because it was like it, you know has air quotes mainstream at the time and Wait and Bleed was on every ECW compilation ever so you know you get to kind of experience Slipknot and System of I know you get to experience Limp Bizkit System and Slipknot in a well from UK anyway in a big fucking uh, trifecta because that was the only shit that we got. It was like Kerrang's pumping uh, Toxicity and uh, Chop Suey every fucking minute. You're getting Duality, um, Wait and Bleed, and fucking um, 
What else did you get in? American Head Charge? No, we didn't. We they, they yes. were not really played like that. Yes, yes, they were. Was that? I don't know why I'm saying that. Like I was there. I just know that they were a big Kerrang band. Kerrang had them on the cover, and they were they were American Head Charge was much bigger in the UK than they were here. So I'll never I'll never be able to resist asking about that. But uh, and the other thing about Slipknot though in the United Kingdom would be that they were first of all they were a big fucking deal in the UK. Like, have you seen their performance on what is that show called? The word it's not called the word. Is it was it early like some kids show and everyone's moshing? Oh yes, it's I wouldn't call yeah, it. Yeah, I know it's yeah. Kids show. Line. No, not kids show, but it's like there was loads of kids in the crowd. Yes, but it was like a UK. Uh, and it, did they do uh what did they do? Was it wait and bleed? They did, did wait and bleed, and it was TFI yeah, yeah. Friday. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, a hundred. Yeah, I remember that shit. I did. A, I did a list. I did a list for Revolver. They gave me a hundred bucks. Thanks, guys. I did a list for Revolver uh, where <laughs> I had to rank the craziest new metal moments of all time. And I thought at three was Slipknot doing Wait and Bleed on TFI Friday because that was when new metal really like seemed to blow up into this international thing. And uh so, and then you know, like two, three years later, Slipknot were packing uh London the London Docklands Arena for their like mountaintop show. So they were a huge deal in the what? UK. What was the influence like in America? Like, I guess, because like I said, I guess over here, you know. Can uh, you repeat that? Not, I think Slipknot actually even, am I, am I still here? You're, you're getting there. Hold yeah, on. I'm going to let you settle, settle into one place and then let me know and then give it a shot because you are coming in. Am I here? Yes. Hit me with that question again. No, I mean, I'm in my house. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Internet. Give us, hold on. Okay. Go. Am I, am I good now? Yes. Cool, wicked. I'm, not, I'm now in the home, so I'm, sta I'm sta stable. So, okay. what was Slipknot's uh, influence like in America? Cran, I'm going to let you take this because you were there. I first heard them in uh, <clears throat> late 99, early 2000. And I was spit it out was the first song I heard, and that blew my mind at the time. And then I heard surfacing right after that. Okay. Why my friend was jumping around because they're five and six on the album, but he went six and five. I, I mean, I had heard drumming and double bass like that prior, but yeah. it didn't click until it had that anger, that emotion, that vitriol. Yeah, man. Yeah, Joey gave was, some bullshit to the game. Oh yeah, but the influence what influence that they would have had on the scene was like, for, well, first of all, I'd say they rewrote metalcore entirely. Like I think all of metalcore seemed to change when Slipknot impacted and they definitely set something of a new bar and new metal. But when I came along and would have heard about them, which would have been 2005, 2006, yeah. they were lame. They were lame. They were like the band for fat, ugly kids, which is not my quote, <laughs> which is not my quote. The yeah. rumor, the rumor, that by is the Mr. Way, Frederick Durst. Yeah. The rumor yeah, is that Fred sure. Durst said that to Ross Robinson, and I texted Ross about that, asking if that was true, and he did not text me back. I think he's leaving that one. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he wants to confirm or deny that one. But I would say that that was that was sort of the vibe was that they were for loners, outcasts, lamos. Uh, but I I don't think that that was the same elsewhere. Uh, they're one of the most consistent live draws in the universe, and like I'm, I don't know. No, she's not got to. They're yeah, god tier, man. I'm not, I'm not biased when I'm saying it. They're genuinely god tier, man. I don't disagree. They fell off hard here, and I think this is why. The self-titled in Iowa were hard. That is as close to death metal as a new metal band has ever become. And then they went the yeah, other direction, sure. but the kids who were listening to them were seeking faster and heavier stuff. Mm -hmm. So when they went a little more sing-songy, and everybody else is like, oh, well, now we're listening to you know Cannibal Corpse or Deicide or something like that. That's when people in America were like, well, this isn't as cool as maybe we thought it was. Is that you? Are you speaking for yourself? Like what you did? Kind of hear Yeah, because Vermillion's my favorite song ever, like that they've ever done. Vermillion. Like so part one or part two? But well, both. Okay, I, I read an article. You much uh, you listen to that song before you come out on stage? Yeah, all the time. All the time. I yeah, it's fucking disgusting. Like I I, I and then I do that, like that I song, can... and I, I did have to come back to Volume 3, but yeah, they, they pushed me in such a hard and heavy direction that they, they lost me just as hard as they gripped me. You know what I mean? I like Volume 3. I think Volume 3. I like it now, coming back to Okay, me. yeah, for sure. Well, well, Volume 3 is my favorite album. Volume... 
I feel like that's the best, their best. Like it's controversial, oh, controversial, Iowa, Iowa, Iowa. But volume three is like, I guess for me as a musician, like, you know, being able to transcend, um, just, to, you know, just bring in, you know, when you're an artist and you're like, okay, how do I, how do I manipulate this sound and force feed it to people that don't want to hear it? And I think that's what volume three did. Duality chorus. Uh, I heard that in adverts everywhere. Uh, fucking... Uh, the Vermilion Chorus is iconic and anthemic uh, before I forget. And that's when it was like, okay, we've crossed over. And I think that's when, like, that's the precipice of, like, what makes the band stand out for the rest of their life, like a Metallica, like a fucking system, like a, you know, all of the big, the big fucking bands that have got the choruses down that shape the stadium, shape the fucking room, because it was like, and, you know, I'm not saying, you know, like, we can stay here, which is like... You are the legacy, you know, you're the, the underground legacy. Or you can be, you know, you can get the fucking hooks that shape the world. You can, you know, you can get your breakdowns and your verses and blah, blah, blah. As long as I don't know. That's what, that's what Volume 3 did for me. You know? And then realizing that he's actually in Stone Sour because. <laughs> you just dead silent yeah. it was like it was like crushing you up for 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 like the last like six sentences and then it just cut to you looking at the camera like yeah <laughs> says your, your oh, is low. totally deadpan well right. i think Let that, me... well let's move we're gonna we're, we're gonna move on from the slipknot side of the discussion but what i do think is is very very interesting to me and what i can't get because i can't live it but slipknot was putting up top 30 pop singles in the uk they had songs in the top 40 like i'm looking at the chart between 1999 and 2005 slipknot were in the top 40 in the uk one two three four five six times they have never touched they have never touched the hot 100 in america one time none of their singles have actually entered the hot 100 charts in america so I think that I think that in the UK, where where you're coming from, Volume Three would have been like the culmination of their ascent to the fucking mountaintop, because uh, because because Duality was a top twenty single in the United Kingdom. Whereas in America, uh, when Volume Three showed up in '04, New Metal was kind of on its downward trend, and I think that it would have been seen as sort of like the finale, the conclusion of that phenomenon. So, I wish I wish it wasn't like that, but. You live in the world. But also, America's massive. America's so big that you That's can be stupid. big in one state and change your and change your life. Still, where over here, all you have to do is just dominate the island. And that is you, a really you can that be... is a really good point. I never consider that. I really never think about that. Like how much smaller? Can someone, Grant? How much smaller is the United Kingdom than than America? Could you like fit the whole thing in Texas or something? Dude, Texas uh, will fucking swallow. England like 18 times. Really? I never like, seen... stupidly. See, this is the kind of shit that I don't understand. So, <laughs> so I guess if so, I guess if you have like 400,000 teenagers in the United Kingdom all into one band, one, they're not living that far away from each other. And two, that'll like move the market. Well, if I want to get from like the bottom of England to the top, it's taking me 10 hours for the whole day. Like that's it. Like, <laughs> like, like if I start at the bottom never think about you this. Know. wow that's really interesting um, so you know and I, I just come from texas like what a month ago and i, I even crossing the road took me two years you know so like <laughs> so oh, you were here you were well, here in america and you didn't call yeah. us what the fuck i didn't know you gave a fuck then you got to check in were you at were you at south, <laughs> were you were you at south by southwest yes yeah i, I did uh, the british music embassy there we split a bunch of suits man it was moshing all these guys oh, really? in suits and glasses moshing to fucking game and fucking all this shit it was crazy. Who else? Who else was at uh, performed with you there? Um, holy shit, oh, dude, I was so high on shrooms for like four days, man. <laughs> I don't remember a lot. Like, I remember the show, but I don't remember like I remember Jen and uh. Dead Pony. There was a band called Dead Pony. That was that was. Uh, but I didn't. Rem- I didn't. I didn't see them. I was very high. You you were like you knew you were aware they were around somewhere, but you didn't like see them. No, so, I didn't. 
where we're at now, though, your most recent single, please correct me if I'm wrong, is it Bookie's Dirtbag? Yeah, it was Bookie's Dirtbag. And for some reason, it's weird. I, 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 love, I love that song to bits, but because it's the last song I've released, I just feel like it's the song that's defining me right now. <laughs> but it's like, we but just like, it doesn't on the track, right? Yeah, yeah, no, no, Joe, that was like everything was re recorded. They gave me, like, you know, we cleared that with fucking the label, and uh, you know, it was, it's a whole new version of the song. But it's like, but then I had on the flip side of it, there's two sides of it. I look at it as like, oh my God, everyone's like, oh my God, like, oh, this guy that does the, I've seen it, like, oh, yeah, good company from, from this to Blink 182, blah, blah, blah. So, but then on the flip side, I saw it was like, dude, as an artist, man, you want to put yourself to every great moment in rock music because you may never have that again. I hope I'm still here. You're still here. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, like not everybody, I don't know, not everybody will have the opportunity to add their DNA to a moment in rock music. And I do feel like Teenage Dirtbag is a massive moment in rock music, no matter where it transcends to. But, you know, and to be able to have the opportunity from this fucking small, stupid goddamn to, you know, imprint my moment in rock music, it's like, it's dope. And I actually thought about this on the way home. I was listening to my new album that's not out yet. I'm actually going to send you the link. I want you to dig into it and deep it and critique it and fucking slam it to pieces, whatever. You know, I'm really into that shit. But I was listening to it and a song came on and I was like, you know, don't be scared of that song. And I'm not scared of that song. Like, I love that song. I guess that, you know, I, but I looked at it in a positive like, like, you know, wow, like how, you know, how dope you got to fucking be a part of a song that is a part of rock music culture and DNA. And that's all you wanted to do. All you wanted to do is come into this game, put your DNA into the imprint of music uh, and and just consistently, you know, work here. Just consistently do something, do this, blah, blah, blah. And I guess, you know, doing that song was a massive catalyst to understanding that. I don't know. It was, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Without saying yeah. things or jumbling my words. No, all good. I, I got you entirely. Um, uh, Something that I had picked up on today when I was listening to the Mass Hysteria EP, a lot of your flow seems to come from Recovery, Marshall Mathers LP2 era Eminem. <laughs> Holy shit. Which is interesting because I don't hear that a lot. Usually people are pulling from those early days. I don't hear people tending uh, yeah. to gravitate in those. But but I think because you're so hungry, it, it really, you pull it off really well. But is that an influence on you? I, I laugh because it's like, one of my, like I said, it goes back to saying being corny and, and shit. I think when you do not study the rappers that are doing rap music away from rock, but actually, you know, learning the pockets of rap, but you don't study rap and you bring it to rock, you can stumble short. So, yeah, studying rappers was a massive, and I'm very close to like the Shady Records people, you know, D12 are very close. I'm very close to them. I literally was just with them. They brought me out to see Snoop Dogg at the O2 in England, like, a month ago, I was smoking weed. I was throw. I threw up in the toilet for and I passed out for like forty five minutes because I was so fucked. And I'm not always trying to promote that. I'm just fucked everywhere. But that was because I hadn't seen him in so long, and I got so fucked that I missed half of Snoop Dogg's set because I was like vomiting and shitting in the toilet in fucking the O2. But so yeah, you know they are like in getting rap nuances and making sure that you know you learn to hit the pockets of of rock music. And I think it's theatrical. Rapping's supposed to be theatrical. It's supposed to be just like this party verse. So it's like, let's fuck that shit. It's like, let's go into, let's be intricate. Let's find the pockets of this shit. Let's, uh, you know, let's make it a theatrical. Let's, uh, you know, let's, you know, and that's my, I guess my thesis to rapping on rock music. Yeah, is is finding a way to bring rap into rock rather than bring rock into rap. Like, yes, yes, 100%. Like you're trying to like you're coming at rock 100 fucking perspective instead of just pulling from rock as sort of a sort of like a gimmick like you're you're trying to integrate the two. Oh, fully. this is why I love you and I'm glad that I get to stare at you in the face and say these shits because that's my shit. Like yeah, and I think that's why I love the page as well because it's like I just read them like yeah I know this dude I've never met him but I know him but like yeah 100 percent it's like. Okay, let me switch the narrative or let me switch the, the, the ethos. Let me not bring rock music piece to hear this new album I'm about to send you. It's not mixing shit, but there's so many songs I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not going to approach it like rock's been everywhere. You know, we've, we've recycled Bring Me the Horizon a thousand times. And, you know, 
and everything can only be manipulated so much to the point it's concentrated to whatever it's got to be concentrated to. But because I do come from a place of, you know, I love rock music. Like the first thing I ever did was the first vinyl I ever pulled out with my bare fucking hand was a Nirvana vinyl. You know, rock music's been part of my DNA before, you know, before the me- the journalists and medias were just saying, that, oh, rock rapper Kibuki, you know. It's just, that, you know, so it's like, that's why it's so important to me to be so nuanced to try and explore, to try and progress it, you know, like we're what we're like, how far into rock music you are? It's the biggest genre that's ever existed. So, but we're in 2023. I don't want to be a novel. I don't, you know, like there's so many people that just enjoy the moniker of saying, I'm in this game now, and you just get handed so much because you can just be a rock star or you've got to be safe, you've got to be this. I'm not safe. I don't enjoy being safe. I enjoy kind of being quite antagonistic. I enjoy rocking the boat. I enjoy not being everybody's favorite because I don't fucking pander to the bullshit or the politics of what I have to po- uh, polit- politic, which is like, you know, oh, I've got to fight for this because I'm a black guy or I've got to do this or whatever. And I'm not saying I'm not going to do that, but, you know, I'm not in this just to pander to things, to fit suit places. Like, oh, I'm a person of colour and everyone be behind me. Fuck that shit, man. Fuck you as well. If anything, I'm, you know, I'm here to shake this shit up. I'm here to, like, make great music from the predecessors that have taught me this shit and again take it from the perspective of not just a rocker trying to do rap but like a, a person who studied this shit and bring it in and that's why i guess it, it has has that different niche to it rather than sounding i don't know you know what i'm saying yes first of all and second of all something else that occurred to me here is um when when you think of when i think about the early 2000s and i'm like trying to explore all those music sounds and whatnot one of the other sounds that was actually coming up at a t- at the time it was just as exciting as as new metal was uh would have been like two step and garage and grime so like you yeah. like mm-hmm. you would be hearing duality on the radio and maybe around the same time you'd be hearing like oxide and neutrino or um so solid crew you know do those acts also resonate with you Fuck yeah <laughs> i like i i like i'm in- like out of breath trying to remember those names i'm like Mofi and Crew, I can do this. Like crazy, can do this, dude. That's insane. Like, I was like, I guess no one's ever asked in an interview. That's why it's insane. It's like, and because no one's really ever dabbed that deep. And I guess yeah, garage, garage, uh, grime. I, it's weird. Those are things I fell into because I felt I had to fall into. But I enjoyed. But if I didn't fall into them, I wouldn't have learned the nuances of like the fast double time rapping shit that i did but i hear some i, was I hear like, some i i but, i can hear some boy in the corner dizzy rascal in your flow yeah like, duh, 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 duh. like yeah and, but i never listened like i got into dizzy late and um fucking well, I mean, it's just like in the air yeah. around you it's at the party it's at the radio you yeah, kind of take some of that in grime was cold yeah grime was crazy like why not like getting into grime was like when it when I was into grime, it was like because it was like the sound of the streets, how punk was for like the seventies and eighties. Like you couldn't go throughout your car without hearing, you know, those pine and punk records. So grime, grime was that. I don't really know what grime is today. I'm not really into it, but I guess. But also, it was very freshy. The the grime beats that I was hearing was like crazy. Like it was orchestra, or, orchestral, and blah blah blah, and it was just like you had so much going on. And I just I just resonated with it, and I guess. But like I said, it was like. It was weird, like learning that, then the learning, listening to my the, the the rappers that I listened to, and then also listening to the music that I listened to. All of that is like a huge amalgamation to what I do today. But I guess even my accent when I do spit, I don't know. People like I work with a uh, Billy Martin from Good Charlotte, the pop punk band, actually produced the fucking EP, uh, Human Hysteria. Oh, so cool! It's funny because um yeah, so like but he's a new metal fucking nerd, man. He's like. Corns his favorite fucking band. He's like, you know, he's like, he loves this shit. So I like, totally, be- I totally believe to that, that kind because of project. I completely believe that because when Good Charlotte were breaking through to TRL, they had to compete with those bands. Like they had to, they had to compete on that yeah. level of music and come up with songs to compete with that. Like pop punk wasn't like quite, you know, everything yet. It was still like, where do you fit? Mm-hmm. And I think that their songs have a yeah. little bit of a heavier, little heavier groove to it, a little heavier bounce to sort of fit in with that level too. Well, like talking about funny, funny saying that because like when I was, you know, when we sometimes talk about uh, the Young and the Hopeless album, I was like, hold on, sounds very heavy. He's like, yeah, because I've played that and like dropped something. I was like, what? And then when you now listen to hold on, go listen back to hold on and you'll hear the dum, 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 dum. And I'm like, yeah, you definitely brought that gothic 
new metal vibe to that shit. And yeah. I guess that was like doing this mass hysteria project with me was probably his like way to express that as well. To get some to get some of that out, you know. Yeah, fuck him. Tell me about now. I'm not super familiar with the Mobile Awards. What is like mm-hmm. the? Let me let me see if you. What is like the American equivalent to the Mobile <laughs> Awards? BET Award. BET Awards. Okay, cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of culturally thing. Okay. And how was it? How did it feel yeah. to be nominated for best award, best alternative act? Uh, I guess, ah, oh, dude, I hate sounding so cynical. It's like, ultimately, I don't know. Maybe it's because I've just been conditioned to like, just be like self, de- like very self deprecative. But I, it was more like, oh, fuck, maybe someone gives a shit. That's all I felt. So, oh, shit, maybe someone gives a shit. And I guess it was even more because, like, like I said, B, if you're taking it, what the equivalent, of what a mobile would be in BT, BT is very hip hop based, where, where the mobile is the same. He's not really ever, ever celebrated rock music or alternative music. So it was the first ever one they ever did. So it was more like, damn, maybe I who who am I? That was that was what it was more like. It was like, oh shit, maybe I'm like a, maybe I'm something. And it's like I said, it's hard to sometimes put yourself in that place where it's like you're like. I do recognize what the fuck is happening or what's going on or you know even twice today in my own area there's two fucking people it's like oh that's just like oh you're right but it's more like like I said I've got so much to prove it's like they're nothing there's that's a scratch in the den of like, what I think is a a thing that should be like you know applauded for or like lampooned or whatever but you know, I guess, but yeah, ultimately, on this without the cynical value, yes, it means a lot because it's like it's like, okay, cool. You know, I haven't had no handout doing this. I guess you know, Corey has put me on a fucking map. If you've been, you know, doing so much fucking work with me, that's why. And that's just not my the guy I work with. That's not my genuine fucking family. Like I think I've seen him in a couple of weeks anyway. Like that's my dude, like my big bro, whatever. So you know, I do. He, I guess, doing that. You just allowed. I think I, I always say I would. You know, I, that was the that allowed. I guess that allowed that was the catalyst to be here. So I have to always like. And again, that's why I sometimes feel so odd because it's like, damn, did I work for it or was it just that? It's crazy. You know, it's like a weird imposter syndrome kind kind of thing. But it meant a lot to be nominated. I, I you know, Bob Villain won it, which I'm very proud of. They actually one of my, some of my you know my brothers. I'm going to be touring with them in the end of the year as well. Who won it, but um. Uh, okay. Bob Dylan. Okay, I was like, yeah, Bob Dylan, huh? Wouldn't have counted on that. <laughs> uh, Bob no, not Bob Dylan. That's no, a guy called Bob Dylan. Like, wow. Best so, alternative act. Yeah, I'll look yeah. into them. Bob. But when we yeah. talk about like your Corey, the greatest of the Corey Taylor Mobile Awards, looks like you've been putting up some charting positions with some of your releases. Can you speak to the yeah. economic realities of that? Like, I'm sure. Like, what did you do with your first million? First million. <laughs> Uh, I uh, dreamt about it and then jerked off with the fucking one pound, one with one dollar. Nah, I, uh, dude, I, like I said, I just walked home and I've had to walk my dog. So I'm like, you know, but that doesn't, you know, music's not the same. Like 20 years ago, maybe I would be shitting on, on shitting out t- tissue rolls. But dude, it's like, I don't, I'm not rich per se, but you, you know, I, I get to get, I get paid for sure. I'm signed to a fucking label. I just works with what I fucking do. You know, I'm not struggling like I used to. I can be broke at the end of the month and trying to be like, yo, you got like 20 fucking pounds. But it's like, but that's, you know, that's not what I'm, it, I guess money was never like the thing I came in to do it before. So it's like money's never been the thing I've had to focus on. I do focus on it now because I have a house that I have to do in the fucking life. But, you know, you get your royalty check at the fucking end of the month. You get you sell your merch, you, you do your touring, you, you, you sell your verses here and there you know i guess one of the perks of rapping is that you're going to get a rapper that wants to buy a verse and you can just throw a thousand pound out and say hey that's a thousand pound he's like hell fucking yeah and you're like hey that's a thousand pound today i guess you know the economics of this shit it's like what is streaming i stream millions but that doesn't pay shit (laughs) that doesn't fucking pay shit i think the reason that music the reason that I'm excited about the future of rock music is because we've now fully moved beyond the Fight Club era promise that we were all going to be rock stars and millionaires mm-hmm. when we grew up. I don't know of anybody in my generation or your generation or the next generation that's like, yeah, I'm going to be a fucking millionaire making this rock music. Most <laughs> of the people I know are like, are like, man. Healthcare would be so great. Like that's 
Like that's like the, yeah. that's like that's like having made it is if you can just pay your bills. And I think yeah. that is something of a more healthy artistic uh, position to be in rather than being in one where it's like, I'm going to be so rich and I'm not going to care about anything. So I, I would yeah. like for all of my friends to to be wealthy. But I think the reality is, though, is that we're all just striving to make like $65,000 a year doing what we love. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's like I guess I'm I guess being you know as being Kid Bookie I even though I am just me it does mean that I do come with a band I come with a tour manager I come with uh, managers I come with all these people and I have to pay these fuckers like I have to pay these fuckers before I even see a penny for myself and I don't think people even sometimes understand that type of uh stuff you know it's like and you know and I'm and I but a lot of the people around me are close friends as well so I've tried to create like a a thing where it's like, all right, cool. Like, you know, this is, you know, this is how everyone can get paid. And I guess, you know, if I didn't have all these people, then maybe I'll be a little bit fucking richer. But yeah, you'd I, you know, be, you've I, become, I a... you've become an economy. You <laughs> yeah, are... you'd be, I, I really, yeah, I've literally realized I am the economy to like things. I'm fucking always, you know, before everyone, I, 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 but it's cool because you know, you know, and I'm like, hey, this is the precedence here, and this is where we have to build upon. You know, the the fees will get higher, the booking fees will get higher, everything will get higher, and it's just like you, you know, and it's like you sometimes. It, because you know before like i said before money it's like this thing's about it's a cerebral experience you know it's rock music is it's what it is and i'm you know i, I i'm just pretty I, I guess i'm been privileged to walk into the luck that i've created and run as far as i can with the luck because you know luck isn't just falling into a position and going oh there was luck was there over there it's like okay i've had this i have this and i've got to create this thing and i create that quick opportunity bang if i don't take it right now then that luck won't happen and bang and i think that's like a massive uh, ethos to my nature is I'm always trying to create luck and you know I get like I said I'm I'm from Britain half the things I you know like I said I I, walk, I, I did Wembley Arena the other day and then walked, got a train home and everyone was looking at me because they was all fucking coming home from the same fucking concert and like <laughs> I, know I just saw him I, just, I know I just saw him and I'm just like I can see them all but um but I love that and I think that's you know like I said I didn't come you love that Cause I'm going to tell you no, what, I, I don't love that <laughs> I, when I'm like throwing a show and I've got to go my ass, go to the bar yeah. to get a drink with everyone else. I fucking hate that shit. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, Oh, it's, no, it's, I think it's, it's like, yeah, yeah. I'll just take a, I'll take a Corona. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how uh, I wanted to ask, how, how do you balance like your creative drive and your passion is also responsible for people making a living like so that you have to do the work so it is like a job how do you uh balance that mentally and emotionally i mean i guess it's because it's like well mentally and emotionally it's 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 hard because one thing i've recently learned is that selfish as the term comes with a lots of connotations it can be deemed negative it can be deemed anything other but there's a comes with a level of selfishness that you have to have where it means that you can sometimes consume yourself with you because if you don't, nothing's going to move for anyone around you. But that does have detriment detriment to the things around you because you forget to focus on the things that are in your life because you're so like, but you're like, okay, well, it doesn't matter because I'm doing all of this. And then, I don't know, reality checks have to happen and then you have to like learn to balance. But it's very hard. Like it's not, this is an unprecedented industry. So you don't get to have the normal thing where someone comes home and you know the next day is not scripted like it's not you know it's scripted the next day is scripted you know what you're doing where tomorrow or two days later i might not have like my boring uh, is like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it might not be boring i'm sorry you know it's boring you know but you know i don't i guess you know it's just hard but it's hard but it's like i've gone too far what do i do you know i want to work with animals i want to do all these things but at the same time yeah, man, I fucking love singing this song. I love it, but right, fucking, I don't. I didn't choose to be here. I just fucking got here. I don't. I'm sometimes like, fuck ruining. It feels good to have your hands on the wheel. Yeah. To to be to be feeling like you're moving toward your destiny. Yeah, it isn't does. that right? Isn't I, that right, Cran? Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's look at the future though. Who are some of your dream collaborations? Oh, dude, it's crazy because some of the dream ones that I want I currently have I'll tell you off record oh but I can't say I'm here because I'll get upset I'll get in trouble probably but oh there's so much oh oh god I'll get in trouble I'll 
You got to send it. You, send as, it. I, as soon as I hit end meeting, you yeah. got to send it. You can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's a couple there, though. But I we do have want to do. Know. <laughs> I do want to work with fucking. Uh, I was at. I, I Prevail invited me to Wembley not long ago. Who? And um, I think they want to bring me. I Prevail. I Prevail. I Prevail. Yeah. Yeah. I Prevail. Yeah. I prevail. yeah. Yeah, but my English accent. I prevail. Yeah, I was like hypervale. So, hypervale. Yeah, hypervale. Hypervale. Yeah. So um they brought me to Wembley the other day and it was fucking I was so inspired watching them. I think I would like to work with them. I know we're probably going to do something. So but I they I would love I they're incredible. Um I would love to fucking I would love to do some shit with Wage War. I think they're fucking sick. I don't know if you do you know what that the wage war. They were just on tour with nothing nowhere. We've had it on the show. It's true. Oh, for real? Yeah. Yeah, wage war is so fucking sick. Um they're so wage cold. war if you're listening, holler. Yeah. Uh I I love Kane Hill, but I they unfollowed me. I don't know why. So I'm, uh, I'm, 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 yeah. I do that, <laughs> I do that too, where I'll like check up on some of the artists. Like uh Courtney from yeah. Spirit Box still follows me. I'll just check on that. Oh my yeah. God. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm looking at that Kane Hill, you motherfuckers. What the fuck? I thought we this time. Um there's it's couple just so much, but the ones I have got, they're so fucking sick. And it's just dope because it's like, you know, it's not like me doing, you know, I think everyone's I, it's weird because I feel like everyone's so used to me doing these crazy collaborations with whoever and however, and it's like it's not like it's not like I don't know when you hear Kid Bookie and this person, it's not as exciting anymore because I've done that legacy shit. But the the ones I of like creme de la creme and i'm like they're so great for those types to come out um oh dude who else would it I, do you know it's like i also want to bring other people onto rock music like you know t-pain was doing reaction videos to me for his shit and um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, he he loves rock music he loves rock music. Like I got one message from him and i was like yo we need to do a work and he's like never read it again i was like oh even ty dollar sign Five dollar signs started coming over, messaging me like, "Yo, your your rock music's authentic," and I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, I need to, you know, that's my next thing. Just like not just bring in working with the the rock music rockers that I get to rock work with, but bring in people that are, you know, dominantly from a different genre, but love rock music like I do, and getting them on some rock music, not like that Lil Wayne Blink One Eight Two shit where it's just like Lil Wayne doing it." <laughs> like, hey, doing, hey, bro? Lil Wayne like, had corn you know, in the music video. Okay, for prom queen. So I got to give him. I'm not dissing that. Lil Wayne. I'm not dissing Wayne for what he's. Doing. I'm saying like just when he's like sometimes picking up a guitar and just making some shit doesn't mean it's rock. And I love you, Wayne. Believe me, I have you know six or seven was still my jam. But you know, it's, 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 I feel like rock. I feel like people just like think that you can just come into rock music and just pick up a guitar, make through, throw the chords down, and that like, you've got a rock song. You can. Like, you that's that's, how this, that's exactly how this works. Yes, you can. You can I totally know that's how it that. works, but it's like, yeah, you know what? You, yeah, you can just pick up a guitar and play some chords, and you've got rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you literally old boom asses. <laughs> you can't play like that, kids. I mean, so I'm always, I'm always, I'm always banging on about this point where it's like, as we like move into this era where new metal becomes something something desirable something people want to be a part of i think it's important to just keep our doors as wide open as possible and like anyone should be able to pass through those doors and get into new metal and listen to new metal and make new metal and i think that that's how this is going to be the most fun like year of our lives is if we're just constantly bringing people in and i do think that if you like keep if you keep your name tied to new metal people will reach out because everyone yeah. it's it's kind of tipped to be the hot new thing the like the next big thing so you just kind of keep yourself around in that conversation. I think some of those dream collaborations will come true. Yeah, I, I love it, man. That's just like that's why it's like I always try to dabble. Even like when I get off this shit and I send you the links to the shit, which I, you know, there's like, you know, I'm like, like I said, like rock music for itself, new metal, whether it be new metal, I've got like whether it's new, new like my favorites are new metal grunge, fucking like ballad rock shit. And so I guess it's like I I just always try to explore. You know, how can I merge and make a hybrid shit without losing, you know, without, well, without making it corny and without losing, without just trying? I'm like, oh, I've got to try to experiment with this rock. No, it's like, this is, if it's me, then it should be effortlessly and seamless. And I think this project that I've just done, I think it really does that. It's some like, 
there's a cut in there that's like uh it's just interlude and oh you'll hear that shit man it's like yeah like you know i've covered every spectrum i'm so fucking excited for this shit it's like and you know yeah there's so much stuff going i'm just i'm excited man like i said yeah. I'm, it's, everything's new it's my head to the fucking bullshit because there's so much bullshit but <laughs> i'm excited i'm excited too Goddamn. damn yeah, I'm excited for so, this stuff too. Yeah, uh, can you give the people a hint though as to when when things are going to be coming out? I I hope I've been I hope I've been enjoyed. But I have no idea, but it could be. But the singles will be coming out hopefully in the next couple months. Within the next, like if the three singles I picked from this project, they're very they're really cool. I think they're fucking sick. So I think they'll speak volumes for what people think I am. I feel like I said I'm always having to break what i am because the, uh, every new article is someone explaining what i am somewhere else so i'm like all right look, uh, let me see what i am this week but yeah this project is cold man it's fucking sick like i'm i really fucking i spazzed the fuck out i don't know if spaz is a bad word but in britain it's okay but i did spaz out who 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 said that it was it was uh it was uh who was it that said spaz in a song uh what there's is, a band called spaz here too many people is, no what is her name she reposted me once she reposted me when she covered Rammstein in germany this is crazy she's what like one this? of the most famous people on planet earth and i'm totally blanking you've got to be fucking can i just Lizzo? say i'm doing a fucking Lizzo. podcast with with new metal moments like this is a fucking issue I don't Lizzo! Crazy. it was Lizzo! Lizzo! it's Lizzo. Lizzo. Lizzo reposted. Me. Lizzo reposted this shit. Oh, it was, fuck it, yeah. She covered Duhas. I love new metal moments. Yeah, it was. It, that was a fun one. I spent so much. And so she she covered Duhas. And w- one of the things that I'm always trying to do is I'm trying to like shovel all the like old bitter metal heads out of my audience. So like I posted that and so many people came around and was like, this is fucking stupid. Or like, she's going to collapse this <laughs> jumping around like that. And I'm like, blocked, 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 blocked. Block, 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 blocked, 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 blocked. So I just, I think I was hoping that that was maybe why she she found that post to be like the vibe, but but that wasn't an intense one. But she had like said the word spaz in a song, and like people got upset, and then she changed it later. And I was like, it's like spaz, spaz isn't a good word. You can't say spaz. What's wrong with spaz? Yeah, I I don't know if I I don't know if I can or not, but I'm I'm, I'm still like no chance running with that word. So I'm just like you're like <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, I'm I, like, I, I don't. Someone's someone will DM me after this and I'll pass it along when they when they let yeah. me know. Uh, so they'll six, dig six up months, my old tweets. I'm gonna say conservatively, six months from now, you're headlining Wembley. Is that fair? Six months from now, my web headlining Wembley. I would I, I would love to. I would say maybe two years humbly, but um, six months. Fuck yeah! If I could do some shit, like I, I feel like you know what. Because the game's changed and all we got to do is have a good TikTok. <laughs> Who knows what the fuck I could do? I like, if I get a good TikTok in fucking the two next couple months, I'll be, I'll be headlining Wembley fucking stadium. I'll book you. You know what? I'll book you for our festival. When we do our new metal festival, I'll book you for that. We're going to do the new OzFest. We'll do a traveling festival. No, oh, dude, I'm, I'm there with, with a fucking cape on. Maybe we will do yeah, that, I'm, actually. I've, I've already fucking uh, certified myself on that shit. Big time. I... Cran, do you have any questions for our guest? Uh, we, we haven't brought up the Tech Nine collaborations, and he's no stranger to mixing rock and rap himself. Um, oh, how man. did that come about? Is is it because you guys worked with Corey first and then you asked him to be on the album, or do you guys know each other? You guys literally speak my existence. So, yes, that is exactly the truth. Um, I like it's funny, Corey didn't know I was a massive fan of Tech Nine. I've been like I've been listening to tech for like 10 plus years. Never said anything to him about it anyway. So when it comes to uh, him doing his solo, and it was like, oh yeah, there's a feature on it. I thought it was like I thought I I I, I thought the feature was Lil Uzi Vert. I swear to fuck, I thought Lil Uzi Vert was in this fucking song. So we both did that song, and then because loads of uh, Tex fans had always been commenting on his post saying, oh, I want you to do some shit with Borky. So when it comes to that time, we fucking did a song. I was like, yeah, I've got my album now. Can we do this song? He was like, yeah, without, without a fucking doubt. And then six weeks later, even though I needed it in like fucking two, he did a, um, <laughs> did that shit. Yeah, he did, did that shit. And it was dope because I, like, I listened to that song. I listened to that song the other day. And I was like, oh, fuck, man. This is like, it's a good song. It's a fucking good song. It's it's really good. I like it a lot. I, like the, I, think the, I think the whole EP is, is really strong. 
And uh, I was actually going to say that you do. But what's can you remind me what the last song on it is called? Is it on the Master Stereo EP? Yeah. Is it the fuck? Is it the where were you? That's kind of like your vermilion. You know what? No. It, it, once I send you this new link, there is a vermilion on there called Say a Word. Love Say a Word I, is the song. Say a Word is what the song is, yeah. But there's a new song on my new project called Love Me When I'm Angry. Love Me When You're Angry, which has um, elements of everything, which is, uh, I think, it's definitely my vermilion. That's is, one I can definitely... This is the meanest episode of this podcast we've ever done. People are going to be listening to this and we're just going to be like, man, when this is done, I'm going to send you that link. Oh, I can't wait for this to be done so you could send me that link. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> well, I do think that just about wraps it here. Uh, I think I can conservatively say, you know what? Kid Bookie is the future of new metal. You can put a stamp on that. And I think the new record will be probably the album of the year. Put a stamp on that too. I like that. What do you think? <laughs> Dude, I'm on new metal fucking moments. You can go fuck yourself, you motherfuckers. I'm like, hey, I'm not, I love this shit. I my my bro, my dude, because he when he posted game, he's in the video. He's the bassist. He's the white dude that's on the bass. He was so fucking through. He was like, oh my god. He's like, show me. I was just like, yeah. he loves that, that shit. So, if yeah. anything, I'm sorry yeah. that it took me so long. So let's just let's stay in touch. When you're ready to put out something next, I will work with you. We'll drop that together, do a premiere, anything that, to make that shit pop. No, I'm, I'm very appreciative. You guys, I love you fucking guys. Thank you very much. Honest to fuck. Pleasure having you. Pleasure having my guest over here, Cranfather. And uh, to everyone listening at home, make sure you are consistently supporting the new artists coming to this genre, Kid Bookie, very much included. And be listening to this genre at all times. Have yourselves a great night, evening, day.